Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of the shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Morrow. I'm Rod Morrow. And I'm Mike B. Hey, we're three guys on. We're all here. We were having a 80s music uh, dance party. Y'all didn't know the cameras was on. Tanya Wyman was going for hers. Uh, listen, <laughs> <laughs> we was having the greatest of times, <laughs> just hanging out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, we happy to be back with y'all on this Thursday. You freeloaders. Uh, I don't even care. I'm not gonna chastise y'all today. I'm just happy that y'all are here. Hope you got vaccinated. Go out there and get vaccinated. You should be somewhere in the in the process by now. I would imagine it's it's wide open in Virginia. You know, when I got my second shot, I had an appointment that I had made a month earlier for 3:40 on April 26th. I walk up at like 3:30. The guy's like, "It's a line of us." He's just like. Go on in. They're taking everybody. Just go on in. He didn't look yeah. at my barcode. Nothing. He just said, mm, mm. They were just, we everybody. just wanted to give people these shots. We don't even care. You ain't even got to have your card. Yeah. Uh, when we went over there nine in the morning out to Mike's sister-in-law's place, Mike with the plug. <laughs> plug. Got us hooked in before, before things open up here. He got <laughs> us plugged. Um, so we're sitting there we're waiting to go in. This time they're calling names. Okay. They didn't do that last time. Like they called me and Amy in together. They called Amy by herself. She looked back at me like, what is happening? I was like, just go on in there. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there and then the guy comes out and he calls his brother name and this older brother stands up, not crazy old, maybe 60. He's on his phone, just hollering right there in a little waiting there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the dude has already called him. He's like, "Come on, come on, little white guy, come on." Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta go take this shot, man. Yeah, I mean, okay, I right, then I'd have been like, like, "Motherfucker, if you don't get the fuck off that phone and get your ass." Whoever next, you can stay out here. Get your ass in here. They just so happy people getting it. They like that's fine. Yeah. Then they call <laughs> me. Wait a few extra seconds. Then they call me, and I walk by the room that Amy was in, he's taking me to another room. I was like, you could just put me in a room with her. He was like, now nah, we're just, they just call. They just tell me to put you in this room. So I go, as I walk in the room and I'm in there for maybe 20 seconds. He comes back. Yeah. Your wife wants you to come in this room with her. I was like, yeah, I told you that. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. man. <laughs> I told you just put me in the room with her. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> So then we come out, we got to do that 15-minute wait thing. Yeah. Here comes Spice Adams, too. 
he comes out. <laughs> he comes out. He's sitting there and he's like, hey, what time is it? How long I've been sitting here? I'm like, you didn't think to look at your phone before you sat down? I know you got one. <laughs> know. You know he don't know how to put no time on it. This motherfucker here, Just man. No, you got one because it's right there with your Bluetooth. Hit <laughs> <laughs> the other person on the other side because you got the speaker on. Um, did y'all sit the whole 15 minutes? We, I, yeah. we went to the bottom of the hour. We sat down at 17 and I said, we'll go to the bottom of the hour because uh, only because it's the second shot. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe, I, maybe shot, I'm re- I sat the whole 15. Maybe I've been reckless. I don't know. I was there for about five minutes and I was just like, all right, I think I'm good. I ain't got nothing. That, oh, no, that, you're going to drive that, away and bust out in hives and die some shit. They want to be you ain't nothing wrong. You ain't got no side effects. It's that maybe that's doing the heavy lifting in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that's the problem here. Is that maybe there she no. go? Tanya's ready to dance. Look Mike, out! Mike Mike B left his car <laughs> running while he got the shot. He was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> Mike Mike don't care nothing about his wife or kids. Nothing. You gonna leave them dentless? Because you was like, five minutes long enough, ain't it?" <laughs> I've been what I've been learning about Mike through the pandemic is that he's a lot more risk averse than I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Way um, more. He's just a little bit more willing to live by the seat of his pants. Yeah. He he traveled during the pandemic. You know, yeah. He's, he was out there doing Instagram. Had a birthday party and shit. Yeah, had a birthday party. Bruh, they sent invitations to your birthday party. I was like, you know I'm not going. <laughs> Why are you? Oh, yeah, that was me. Why are you sending going. this to me? What is Brandon thinking? Hey, we're going to get together for Mike's birthday. No, you go get together for Mike's birthday, Brandon. <laughs> it, it was a surprise party. No, I mean, we, obviously we I know. <laughs> we, 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 know. We know about the surprise. But my uh, my wife was like, yeah, we invited Randolph and Andy. The first thing I said was, you know, they was coming, right? I already knew it was <laughs> Well, I had a built-in reason, though, which which uh, I think was valid, is that the day of your birthday is the day of my anniversary. So he yeah. wouldn't come in anyway. Don't that was Thursday is the day. Then Don't Friday, Saturday. No, <laughs> I just, I didn't say I was going to go. I said, I had a good excuce. Yeah. I had a, I had a built in. In all fairness, everybody was surprised you threw the party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had, an, I had an excuse. It's called COVID. <laughs> that was, that was the excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife, give me a, go on, baby. We're going to Mike B's for a birthday party. No, Wait, not. did you, uh, did you were you hoping that we like brought gifts? Because I could we could give you like a like a gift card or something. No, 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 no. It wasn't it wasn't that. I mean, I mean, because it was a surprise party, so you know, I show up and like everybody that was there was vaccinated, so I wasn't really worried about it. Okay. But, um, yeah, I hadn't been vaccinated yet. I had first I shot. About I, it. I hadn't been. I didn't even had a shot during the planning stage of that party. And low key, some of the people at the party weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. low key, honestly. <laughs> but I mean, the only reason I know is because like I started calling people and um prior to not knowing the party or whatever, but when, you know, the same, the plug, you know, once my sister-in-law said she had some openings, I was yeah. calling people like, Yo, you got your, you, you get your, do you need one? Do you need one? Especially people that was in Virginia, you need one, you need one, you need one, you work in Virginia? Yeah. And that's how I knew everybody that was vaccinated was there because I ensured they were all vaccinated. But yeah, um, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so you had their medical records and their cards and all that shit. <laughs> my sister-in-law does. I got the address. <laughs> Mike, was, Mike was like, yeah, you got vaccinated on the, uh, hold on. <laughs> so you should be like, good to come. Let me see if you've been vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which one did you get? You got the Moderna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. see. You got your second shot of Pfizer on the 15th. Parties on the 24th. 
for it. Yeah, you should probably be good. I think you got it on your left arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It says here you only waited six minutes. I don't know about yeah. that, though. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, get rest, I, I, get, I get I get restless, man. I, you know, my anxiety start kicking in. My depression start kicking in. I'm like, yo, I got to get out of here. Move, you didn't move, have, move. like, a game on your phone you could Just play for like 10 minutes? do like the rest of us and pull your phone out. That's nah, what we man. all did. I, the second one, Just I pull had your phone out and stare at your phone. <laughs> the second time, I had a friend. I played basketball that just happened to be in line behind me, mm-hmm. and, and so he kind of made the mask. it. Kind of made the time go by faster because he was just kind of catching up. We was just talking, of course, socially distanced with mask on, but we was just talking. And then next thing you know, I was like, "Shit, that's my time. We can get the fuck out of here." All right, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, second yeah. shot, I didn't even feel it. I was like, "Did this? Did this little old white lady give me this shot, or she trying to kill black folks? What's she doing?" <laughs> <laughs> give me this shot because I don't give him feel, the saline. I didn't feel shit. And <laughs> yeah, my, my second shot, it just so happened the woman that was giving me my shot. I said, What's your name? She said, Angel. I was like, Well, I know I'm not gonna have no problems, baby. <laughs> this, this, this shot gonna be good. You talking about uh, people invite you to stuff. A girlfriend of mine, she invited me to her uh, baby shower. Through that was a the evites uh event thing oh, event bright no, thing, no, honey. No. I I immediately was like, no, I am not going. Yeah. Like 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 when they send it, I didn't give it no time. It was an RSVP. My RSVP is no. And then she had like an Amazon wish list. I I was like, what is the most expensive thing you got? And I shipped that shit to her house. I was like, and I'm a, and I called her and was like, bitch, I ain't going. I love you. I am not going. There you go. Spotify says congratulations. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Cause I won't be there to tell you this. Yeah, I, I won't be there. Like I said, I, I buy you a good gift, baby. Shout out! I'm not cheap, but 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 you won't see my me there. Tony said in the chat. Tony had to wait four and a half hours for the mm-hmm. first shot at the Javits. Yeah, those yeah. hard ass floors. It's crazy yeah. how different it was if you went right away compared yeah. to now. Later on, yeah. Like the first, even when we got our first shot. Uh, you remember they were like, "Oh yeah, just come up here at uh, noon, and it's only this." Uh, that wait was long as hell, and, and it was a car drive-through one. Mm-hmm. And then when we got our second shot, I mean, it was one they were a little bit more efficient, but yeah. we probably got in and out of there in an the hour tops. Like everything, yeah. like from the time we walked in the line to from the time we parked to the time we got our shots was an hour. Mm-hmm. They had that, a bunch of people in there too. Nine, we was walking out at uh, nine. 40. Yep. You guys live around too many Democrats. I was in and out. It was like nothing. So <laughs> I know that's the only problem. <laughs> it was like, like, could I deal with a Blue Lives Matter sign for a shorter vaccine wait? Right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I had oh, the f- another thing is I had a Black Lives Matter shirt on. So I was like, did this little white lady give me a shot? <laughs> yeah. She took a little <laughs> bit. Shot. She's like, you don't have to wait 15 minutes. Trust me. You don't really need to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Susie my first, up, you know, it's got the 5G in it. My first shot, my wife had her first shot two days before mine. Hers was at like noon. And when she went, there was a line out the door around the building. So she was like, you got to get ready for that. It's going to be a line. I went two days later at 340 in the afternoon and I walked right in and it closes at four. I walked right in. I was sitting sitting there post shot at like 345 to start my 15 minute timer. So then the second shot aside at 340 again, that's probably a good time. And then that time I was actually sitting down at 340. They already did. I got my shot a few minutes before that. 
I went and sat down. So it was like there was no line. I mean, there was lines, but they were moving people through. It was nothing. As an introvert, man, I I, I would have gotten the Johnson and Johnson if that scandal would have happened earlier. Well, Reese yeah. got the Johnson and Johnson. He got <laughs> yeah. real sick. We got yeah, the, I would have got it. Got shot the same day, and he was he was really sick the next day. We were filming. He came up too. He was like, I I feel like doo doo, but I'm coming to do it. I would have got like, it. Like, stay the fuck away. Yeah, I would have got it just because the line wouldn't be as long. Yeah, he had, the, he had the chills, body ache, she the whole everything. He got he got everything thrown at him. Hey man, love you, boy. Tell Terrell I say congratulations on his house that. Only he's living in. Oh, Mark's, All right, Mark. Hey, date. be a gentleman on your date, and whatever you do, man, um, don't give it up too what? soon. Okay, what kind you of cologne giving you got? It up too soon. This dick ain't free. They start expecting shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't Have listen, expectations. bro. Value yourself. Okay, behave like a gentleman today. Keep your legs crossed. <laughs> Sound advice. And don't bust out any windows in anybody's cars. You don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't. Did you hear that story, Mike? You didn't hear that story. Just saying, yeah. Mark looked like he might be a little fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. JJ's back. They already got it back out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they did their they, warning. They did their due diligence on it. So. Honestly, the warning should be like, man, it was just six people. That's what it should say. <laughs> on the like, calm right. the fuck down. Everybody, calm down. We <laughs> don't even know it's related. It was six people. Yeah, I heard it was birth control. That's what. That's what they were kind of. They don't even. I mean, birth control birth, has a high. It don't even really make ass. sense because yeah, birth control no, no, by itself something about, give something you a about the J and J enacting with the hormones. But only six people. Birth control. Though. Right. Then it would be. They were all women. Thinking, so it's like there's got to be some sort of constant constant variable. I'm sure they're looking for it. I'd be like, I'd be just like this. Oh, well, you know, you know. It would have yeah, been I so mean. many more people <laughs> if it was if it was related to that birth control. Yeah, if it was related to the birth control, they go fuck it because that's what they say anyway. Because you know what? If they did yeah. birth control like this, they would do better studies so the less women would get birth control. That's right. that is interesting. That birth control in itself is has more of a correlation with blood clots than that vaccine. <laughs> But right. birth control completely, uh, completely they fine. Say, they Still say, on the shelves. Women, they're good. <laughs> Everyone you right talk to now. about birth control got a horror story, but then it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know what? This shit is fine. It's just for the women anyway. Man, don't give a, give, like right. if give. Viagra had a side effect that wasn't making your dick hard for too long, it wouldn't even be on the market. <laughs> yeah, they give little girls birth control to uh, even out their periods. Right. Yeah, that's why that's why I was on it for, for real, for real. Cause my, my, my birth control did that thing where it was like, bitch, I show up when I want to. Hey, I was like, come yeah. on now, we can't be having this. You can't just be yeah. popping up on me, you know, anywhere. And I was at uh <laughs> when I was younger, we was at summer day camp, and this is before I actually understood and I was just bleeding and somebody, but I had technology, hey, 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 you know your period started. So it was one of them things where it was like so I got birth control to get me regular because I was I can't have this. We 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 got to get on the same page. I got to know when you when you feel like showing up. So I'm from a different I'm from a different time. I remember the first time I ran into a woman who was actually using birth control, and I was mm-hmm. well into early twenties. This was back. This was back during Black History Week, or it was yeah. after that. <laughs> Black History Minute. No, that was <laughs> Black History. Now early early twenties. Yeah, that, that 
that you actually because back then it was Black History Month was just on the back of a Bazooka Joe gum pack. <laughs> <laughs> that was like grown women that was on birth control. Grown women. Black History Black History Week it used to just come on the top of a like on top of that that yeah. that juice when you open up the, uh, on the underneath yep. the cap. Here's a Black yeah. History <laughs> fact. <laughs> like, fact. It was called a Black History blurb. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. A black person invented the uh, street light. Well, ain't that cool? Ain't that cool? Back to back to class. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Has, we finished with the two, two paragraphs words. on slavery. You got yeah. to collect 20 caps to complete the full sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Harriet Tubman, I can't wait to drink the rest of this six pack. I'm going to find out what she was doing. <laughs> we can email. Ah! Uh, we got some comment. Hold on. Let, you know, we got a comment on YouTube because uh, I sometimes forget to check that. We got a comment from AJ uh, on last week's episode. Rod, you treat that Robocop like white vision and just start hitting it with all this logic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got a tweet last night. Yo, they are talking about Bucky's. That store is such a fun experience. You can get a brisket sandwich, a southern wall piece, a grill, a full outfit, snacks, and fudge in one stop. We yes, love Bucky's and gas. Bucky's. <laughs> never and, heard uh, that. Yeah. Like, that's and like Wawa's. I never heard of Wawa's that I went up north, and I, and I don't think we've ever been there. We just passed it. No, we went in. Oh, we went. Okay. Bucky's are gigantic. Yeah, I got one of the sandwiches. I did not see what the hubbub was, but no, don't tell Chris Lambert. Yeah. Yeah, Wild Wild got good sandwiches. Um, It's just the availability later tonight. (laughs) It is front royal chicken. I mean, Publix got good sandwiches too, but I keep one. I think it's just because the convenience of I'm already in a plate. Like, I don't know that them sandwiches is like, oh my God, but you know, you get a good sandwich and you also can pick up your groceries. I mean, yeah. if, if if I had to choose between Wawa and Sheets, it's all mm-hmm. about Sheets for me. I'm a Sheets guy, so I've had Sheets before. Yeah, yep, I had Sheets sandwich. I had to do it. And, uh, <laughs> once again, I thought they were just they were good. Yeah, it's, it's that if it's Royal Farms night, chicken though. That Royal Farms chicken. Royal Farms chicken is that's the is, word. It's uh, no restaurant quality. I'm getting that next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the next goal. We actually ordered from a gas station to eat some food up here yesterday by accident. The fucking virtual kitchens. Don't get me on that motherfucking tangent. I do not understand why they have virtual kitchens. If it's not your goddamn name, don't go up underneath another name and catfish me. It wasn't a virtual kitchen. <laughs> it's always been named that. It was It was literally on the corner store from where in the neighborhood we used to live in. Um, but it's a gas station. So you just never think to go in there and get some food. But it's also like like it's 7-Eleven and the Corner Cafe or whatever the fuck at the same time. So I didn't realize that and I ordered some food and we got there. It was like, it's the gas station. Yeah, like like that time we went to someplace called Nashville Chicken. It was in the Fox and Hounds. Like that's a that's a that's a that's a virtual kitchen. This was not that. Okay. This is this is this is an actual restaurant. That Either way, been, I'm mad because I feel like I've been tricked. Don't take my money. Tell me that you in the gas station. I'm sorry. That just makes me mad. Take my <laughs> motherfucking money. I roll up there. Be like, where's the Nashville kitchen? And I, I, you click on the thing. I was like, well, we're actually inside the Fox and Hound. Well, bitch, I wouldn't have ordered you if I known you was inside the Fox and Hound. Just go to Sunoco. Just keep walking in. Just keep walking. back there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They knew um, it too. They left our food on the counter in a shameful fashion. Like, she yeah, walked, they did. They didn't even watch it's it. Like, it's like they seen us come. No, nah, I seen the woman. She oh. seen. It's like she seen us coming and realized because we was looking around. Like, where the fuck do you even get food in a? 
gas station. And then she's like, she looked up and, and scurried away. Like, I don't want, I don't want to no deal problem. with the shame of them realizing what the fuck just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Andy. Oh, no, we yes, got a comment. Go uh, we got a comment last week on the podcast description. I mentioned that we had a new t-shirt plug. So Jen commented, I'm the t-shirt plug. And by the way, the freeloaders didn't hear that. So that they get to hear this. Uh, if you want some cool t-shirts, the websites are godaintpetty.com and ngendesign, E-N-J-E-N design.com. And I got my mom a shirt for Mother's Day. Uh, so I'm going to get it to her uh, next week. Um, also, if I could chime in, um, there's some great promote might be sweatshirts on that site. If you'd like to go ahead and buy one, uh, I'm writing it off my taxes, please. I'll buy as many as possible. Nelson, you know how to do it, everything right off mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, blame so you. Makes a great stocking stuffer for Christmas. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, there's Dominique just, just pulled up, just held up her shirt that she got. Uh couple of them yeah more more than yeah, one yeah okay um veronica left a comment oh thank goodness there was a video for this episode i had to see andy's snap cam filters at the end uh well, maybe we'll do that again i downloaded the app immediately i'm so glad these snapchat filters are back updates had kept them away from this moment on i will only be appearing on zoom as a potato perhaps <laughs> there will be a 3go filter in the near future i don't know how to do that but let's try um by the way freeloaders this is uh and everybody, I'm making the YouTube video available on the Thursday episode for patrons. So if you go to Patreon, the description on the Thursday episode has a link to the YouTube video of the Thursday oh, okay. episode. And Lifehack, uh, because Dia commented, uh, where do you go to listen to Thursday's show live? Is that a thing? Well, yes, that is. Because we put the Zoom link up for everybody for the Monday episode, and we just keep the Zoom link up and keep recording for Thursday so if you are not in Gang Gang and you sit in live, you get to watch the Thursday episode live as it yeah. happens. Um, it's a little life hack if you don't want if you want to hear Thursday before Thursday, you gotta you gotta get on the live chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe at some point we'll tweak that, but that's how it is right now. Or you can be like Chris Lambert and just save it. Yeah, you can just mm-hmm. save it. And then um, Mark commented that part of the end with the filters was funny. Randolph not being able to get through wrapping up the show while Andy ran through all the options. Oh, there's way more options. All the, uh, not even, I'm about to say, you can go through all the options. Well, Andy <laughs> ran through all the options with worth the membership. Uh, I wasn't sure about having everybody on screen, but I got used to it and screens, all the screens soon enough. Zoom ought to figure out a way to distinguish the active speakers from viewers. A lot of conference services do that. Yeah, I think Zoom just puts that yellow box they got the you. box so you see like the box yeah around but like a lot now. of times they just have the speakers they like okay you have volume we'll put you on the forefront yeah. well, here's a funny thing do. as you're talking the box went around rod yeah. oh yeah that's because the, the sound is going through him She's going right through mixer, right yeah. Yeah. but um if i wish i could put our let's say our five screens across the top and everyone else yeah well, mine is like that yours ain't like that i though. don't know why you can't do that where you can't like as the host say i would yeah. like a static shot of just these people but you can still see people in the chat yeah. I, I, we uh work with uh this podcast keith and a girl and they do live shows sometimes where they can make it where just the host are on the screen yeah they can but you yeah. but then you can't see anybody's avatar or pictures in the chat just you can only see the host yeah, and yeah. on my view, my view has just us across the top. I would, well, yeah, I would. but it's like if sometimes it's random. Zoom will do that, but then sometimes they'll stick someone else in there. Right, right, right. Um, I, and then there's the YouTube view sometimes has it in a different order. Like the YouTube view right now, it's me on the top left to my right, Randolph, to, to Randolph's right, Dominique, then Jane 
Okay. Next row down is Rod, then Tanya, then Courtney, then Karen. And then at the bottom, Jen, Mike B, and Carrie. So mm. I oh. wish I could just set it up. I mean, I, th- I think in the webinar mode with Zoom, which costs more, I think you get more options to do stuff like that. Uh, okay. I, I, would just like to, I would like to just add that um, if you had that option, I would like to be mixed amongst the um, other viewers so no one could find me. You want to be stealth? Yeah, I just want to be stealth. <laughs> I want to be like in the mix on the second page. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be like Andy Randolph K. Rod, and then like on the second page, I'm just in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly. <laughs> yeah, just where's Mike B? I don't know. That'd be my new gimmick. Might be like, I'm, be like I'm, one of little... you. I'm one of the people. Yeah, like I got warrants. First person to find sound Mike like, B. Sound like got warrants. Ducking <laughs> somebody. That's what it sounds like. By the way, uh, Freeloaders, the YouTube link for Thursday's episode is only behind the paywall. Freeloaders just get the audio. So there you go. <laughs> just thought I'd clarify that before we get some emails. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, what else we got, Andy? That's actually it for the comments. I mean, hey! we got uh, got a couple tweets. Chris Lambert tweeted, um, "You guys always talk about video games whenever I'm not on." <laughs> <laughs> because he's only going to talk about The Last of Us. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we like to play more than one game <laughs> and talk about more than one game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all that we didn't get any more emails this week. That's all. We Can got. you imagine if they put the characters from The Last of Us in Mortal Kombat? That's what Ki- that's what Chris would have been saying last oh. week. <laughs> it was like, yeah, remember Mortal Kombat? Man, what if Ellie would have been there? She could use a guitar. Any any <laughs> can, if if you bring up any Can you imagine scenario with The Last of Us characters? He has already imagined it. Yeah, he's, already, <laughs> <laughs> he's seen it. <laughs> it's real to him. He's seen that, it. Did a whole episode of my podcast about that very scenario. Did anybody watch the draft? I don't give a fuck. I, about I, I don't really I, watch it. I, I, I watched the first. The only, the only reason I bring it up is because this guy, Kendrick Green, I don't know who he was drafted by, but somebody wrote a thing saying Kendrick Green has a horseshoe branded on his arm. That's all pro stuff from the rookie. Like, what? that's not a horseshoe, that's an Omega brand. <laughs> oh, somebody a, white definitely broke that because they don't yes. they get drafted by the Colts. <laughs> well, that's like, when they were like, he's a Colts fan. I'm like, he's not a, no. that's not to do with the Colts. That's an Omega. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So, he has... so that would, what that leads me to ask is, you've been covering football all this time and that's the first Omega brand you've seen? That's the first. You gotta do your research. You that's gotta. the first one. About the black sororities and fraternities. Yeah, that can't be I the would first say that, but uh, <laughs> the only thing about the fraternity sorority thing is I don't think uh, white, I don't think black people care about white people's fraternities and sororities. Mm. And I don't think it works the other way. Like, I just think no. that's, shit is segregated as fuck. Because if you made me take a test of what the fuck white people's fraternities is, I'll yeah. fail it. I'm, I'm not saying, right saying like the fuck I'm saying, like alpha, alpha, alpha. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm saying <laughs> as, a, as a sports announcer, as somebody who's involved in sports. That's not that a tattoo. First, that ain't the first time you've seen that. That's a brand. Okay, he <laughs> says branded. That's not the first time you've seen that. And I'm saying, I'm saying that if you co- if you cover sports regularly, that can't be the first time. Right. I'm saying the reason me and you care is because we're black and we already know it. <laughs> They're white. They could see that a million times. They'll never make the never race. make it. Never it'll never, never cross over because it's not their culture. That? <laughs> yeah, they'll always be like, "Oh, he must be a Coke fan." Yeah. Why is it Shaq's all a Coke fan? You know, Shaq's a big pro. fan of the Indianapolis Colts. Why are all these? Why are all these big black athletes Colts fans? <laughs> I don't get it. 
Look, Why wait. is that all pro stuff though? When he says that's all pro stuff from the rookie to have a horseshoe branded on his arm, he ain't got nothing to say. Don't get it. He got nothing to say. And they had to reach a word quota. Nah, it's a tweet. He just ain't have nothing to say. Like, you don't know what that is. Okay. I bet everybody's dunking on him in the fucking. Oh, yeah, because he's like. People are RTing me on this. Like, you don't know his fraternity secret handshake. Delete this. I'm sorry, I mistook the meaning it's of this. Not to do the handshake, <laughs> it's not my dude. You know, but you know, secret handshake. It's, like not, it's, a, it's not a secret. Secret. <laughs> no one knows what this means. It's not a secret. They don't hide it. It's not a secret. I'll let you know really quickly. It's honestly good that white people don't know this shit yet. I'm I'm always happy of these moments. Like, I don't know, oh, cool. about, still I don't some know about the secret handshake. So fuck you. I'm like, it's not a secret handshake, my it's, dude. He says it's 100% about the fact that he's branded at all and 0% about the shape slash symbol. A lot of guys come out of college with this brand on their right. arms. Right. It's not some all pro, like he's a tough guy stuff. This thing. isn't it's, him alone. You know, there's a lot of dudes who don't play sports who have brands on them. Right. I'm, just, I'm just glad we still have some things that are ours. Yeah. Yeah. But now, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like sometimes it's just like, damn, they know all our shit. Especially these niggas on Twitter that told them everything, all these. Fucking threads, thread, thread on <laughs> some secret black shit. No one's supposed to know. Thread, like, stop educating them. Just, I, just <laughs> laugh at them like we doing right now. Like, look at this dumb motherfucker. What no one's talking about about Kendrick Green's brand, thread. I just yeah. can't see how you Illuminati football. The microaggressions of not understanding. No, we, we don't care. Don't. <laughs> it is also the Lululemon logo. Someone said that. It, it's very now. Very fucking similar. um. Fucking uh, who is it that write the long thing? Is it Vice? Whoever writes the them long explainers? Yeah, oh God. Vox, Vox gonna write an explainer on this shit. No, just let it be funny. Can no. we just laugh at this man? No, thank you. And, y- and y'all know what? We actually do a sports show. And uh, for those of you that listen to Ball D Sports, you know how we feel about sports. Fuck athletics. We is here for everything. We about the groupies and the hoes <laughs> and the lead locking. That's why we came. <laughs> I would There's like to always, see um, Reggie T saying showing more and more whites joining black fresher. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I'm not connected to that. I like to see the numbers. I don't know but if it's more. Every now and then you always, get one or two, always, but, but you don't I, get no string of them. I always recall seeing one or two. Right. Black yeah. Black. I like and, that and, and they better be real cool as shit too. Well, well I'm just saying before we start anecdotally using data, I'd like to see the numbers because. Everybody sees one white person and we turn it into seven in our brains. Yeah, but there's always, and then we start talking about always, how it was when we was kids. You know, well, I'm you know, on Drumline, there was one black, white guy. Black sororities and fraternities. There's always one. There's one, always yeah. one. Yeah. One, one, one white the, girl and one black dude. Mm-hmm. One, what was that movie? The um the de- the stomp movie the the one white kid was that drumline stop the yard stomp the yard I think drumline I think they put him here and that was a that was the shit they did to Eddie Murphy and uh, you got to put somebody white in this I think that's what that was about mm. when they made it when he put Louis Anderson was it somebody famous well they told our no it was just a white kid from was in in a uh, drumline I mean, there was a white kid in drumline just randomly this white yeah, kid was, but, so he, he wasn't North famous though he just some no some no kid. Okay. but. You know the story now when why Louis Anderson is in coming to America mm-hmm. because the studio told him you got to put somebody white in and Arsenio and Eddie were like, well, who's the funniest white dude we know? Jesus Christ. And they were like, Louie. <laughs> so we'll just <laughs> you don't got audition, dog. You're in. <laughs> and you know what? It was Fair. perfect. 
Fair. <laughs> Racism worked the wrong way yeah. that time. It, it, it worked in our favor. Yeah. And the only hilarious. reason they got him is because he was a comedian that they'd all been worked with him before. <laughs> Louis. I love when some racism backfires into some into some good shit. That's my favorite thing. Was hoping be like, like, like with the college admissions scandal, and they ain't tell no niggas they was they was federally sneaking into fucking schools, right. faking being badminton players and shit. <laughs> but then, but then when Hollywood got busted, I didn't have to feel. I was like, ooh, them Will Smith and they fine. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Dr. Dre flossing on them right now, getting <laughs> buying a wing of UCLA. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I got in there the right way. Dre just gave a music wing. No, <laughs> I love it. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite. Oh. I'm still spending money too, but I'm not going to jail. <laughs> Y'all thought y'all was freezing us out of opportunity. These bitches freezing us out of prison. Appreciate you. <laughs> I can't wait to um, hear Stephen A. Smith take on this um, on this horseshoe um, scandal. <laughs> Max, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I know Max. This, Max gonna know more than he knows. As a black, as a black brother, man, as a black man, <laughs> I've known this brother for a long time. He's a good man. I've known his father. <laughs> but however, <laughs> Max go turn around and flex his arm out. You see, you, you see, you know, Stephen I A. Right I also here. have a badge. I got, I got one right here. Yeah. <laughs> Max, Max all of a sudden is like Bucky. Right. Yes. <laughs> Bucky had to cook out. <laughs> That's what Bucky metal arm got on it. Got, yeah, it does. It's in the, it's in the programming. Bucky got an Omega. Bucky would be in an Omega. <laughs> Stephen A. gonna be disappointed in this dude. Watch. <laughs> It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. So he might be a Kappa. He's a pretty boy. As a black man to see somebody brand themselves after our people were branded 400 (laughs) years ago in slavery. Stephen could be on either side. Yeah. It's a choice, (laughs) Stephen. And Max is like, you know, when I was a consultant for the movie Drumline. (laughs) 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 I understand all that. But however, However. as a black man in America... This is disgusting. From Brooklyn, okay. This is let me. Let's not forget that I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, y'all want to watch the video? Of these these uh these people in Alabama insisting slaves were not treated badly. Sure, it's an old it's an old thing. Oh, it's old. Why are we watching it then? This it, well, it went viral. <laughs> it went viral again. Oh. Oh. This cat. Yes, I didn't see it the first time. Probably. I like Evans. my racism fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> What's what's Chelsea Handler had a had a little racism show where she was confronting, <laughs> she was trying to do her part as a white ally confronting racism across America. I guess mm-hmm. this, is, it, this is this is that post Fifty Cent, you know, she got a little bit of blackness drove into her, so she's ready to drove. Wasn't she stealing Fifty Cent? the right word. Those are the words you choose, Randolph. Drove may not be the right word. She has some blackness thrusted in her several times. Thrusted in her. Eight to ten inches at a time. Overlanded into her. (laughs) Is that how it works? She decided she was going to check out some, try to. Oh, Chelsea does racism. I don't think heal the world. Heal racism was the right way to say it. I think she was just trying to examine it. I like, give her credit though. She did the work. Every time I hear her in an interview, it. I'm always impressed because she she read whatever the fuck the books were. 
Yeah, because I, I be waiting. Because I'm like every other black person. Anytime a white person starts talking about racism, my ears pick up. I'm like, how you gonna fuck this sentence up? Yeah, yeah that's how I mean. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I've seen several up, interviews right? of her. You gonna she, fuck this she, up, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, what? So what she say wrong? And then I I watch the whole thing. My arms folded, and I get to the end. I'm like, okay, white woman, we'll see. If she started with, I don't mean no harm, then you're in South. But like she she's one of the white people that uh goes this harder is... than black people on shit, which yeah. is uh I'm like, oh you got it. That's how I appreciate my whites. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, this is gonna, okay, so this is gonna sound racist. I'm like, well, hear me out though. Just let me <laughs> why let don't me we just stop this right now? Right. <laughs> just bear with me. Let me just finish Listen, this. And I have a black husband. Okay, so I know <laughs> okay. like she I was waiting on that. Nope. <laughs> She's like, this don't is let from, me uh, about this white woman has a black man haircut I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is from Tallahassee, Alabama. Nothing racist about that name. Tallahassee, not Tallahassee, just Tallahassee. <laughs> uh, and she went and talked to these people about racism and Confederate stuff and all that. And this is the video that made it onto her show. That we're racist, we're not racist. I'm involved in a church and we have blacks and whites that... Worship together. Are they allowed to sit together? Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, we intermix. <laughs> we have a black lady, a member of our church, and she wants to be known to the congregation as Big Mama. Oh, Big Mama's wonderful. Everybody yeah. knows Big Mama. We have two minorities right What's there on the force. We got two minorities right there on the police force. The minorities. <laughs> Big Mama's a whole two? Look, if you could take role or how many black people are in your church. Come on. Ain't enough black people in your church. What's, what's Big Mama's name? What's her name? Uh, she wants well, to be called Big Mama. Okay. One of the minorities on the police force is Big Mama. <laughs> so she, she pulled me over last week, gave me a ticket and everything. I said, thanks, Big Mama. See you at church. And, <laughs> and she has the best fried chicken. And she told me not to eat too much of it because I might lose my foot because of the sugars. I don't know what <laughs> she's talking about. She gave me a piece of sweet. Uh, she gave me a ticket and some peach cobbler. <laughs> What's I'm going to turn name? into Big Bubba soon. <laughs> <laughs> eat all Big Mama's food. So, and then, then this one, this is the one about the cops. Two minorities right there on the police force. Mm-hmm. There's two women, one's a black one, but. There's two women, one's a black one. The no. two minorities on the police force are women. So the women count as the minorities? Yeah. Because yeah, I guess one is black and one in is other. Mi- in her mind. Women is the weirdest of the minorities because it's the majority. You're right. It's not a minority. <laughs> and it's. And it's it's not like, a minority. <laughs> like, like it's the weirdest one because like 52% of people on the planet are women. It's like the minorities. Yeah. But, but I guess in, you can yeah. make the same argument about brown people. In right? management and hiring, they're minorities, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. You can make the same argument, I guess, about brown people just yeah. in general. Like we the most of the planet, but in America, it's a minorities. On the police force, there's two women. One's a black one, but... That says a lot for what Tallahassee represents. Tallahassee. Yeah, Tallahassee. it seems like a very progressive city. <laughs> what is your? What are you doing here? We're reenactors. Perry and I both are. So you're reenacting Confederate soldiers in the Civil War. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell us a little bit about what the war was about? States' rights. The North and the South was dividing too much what? power, control, huh? states' rights. But do you think they were fighting for a just cause? The people in the South and the people in the North both felt that they was fighting for just But now, just looking causes. back, they were trying to abolish slavery. Was that a bad thing or is that a good thing? Sometimes I think the bad things are portrayed more than the good things. What were some of the good things well, you feel like are Well, people were taken care of. 
would you take a tractor that you just brought brand new and tear it up? What? Just use it? No, it's going to take care of it because you just spent a pile of money on that. Those people produce. So they, people were good, were taken care of because you wouldn't hurt your tractor. Uh, so did you um, just compare a human being to a fucking lawn yeah, equipment? Because it's property. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah. That's what property. he did. If I were to buy your daughter today and uh, take good care of her because, you know, I wouldn't tear up a lawnmower, would you still trust me to have her in my house or would you say I want my fucking daughter back? Yeah, would, would you let your... If you love these slaves so much and were so nice to them, would you let them uh, on their free will leave your plantation? Yeah, I, I wonder how far he'll go into the analogy where he's just like, and then, you know, depreciation. You got to offset that. <laughs> so you don't even know what the word depreciation means. Stop it. <laughs> Get a debit balance sheet. You're going to definitely want to understand that you can't amortize this lawnmower yeah, just, okay just be sure you get your papers on them this so is an can, investment so you get your money back now when your and lawnmower falls in love with your tiller and then <laughs> they have a child you know and now you got these little little riding lawnmowers riding around you know for your children and stuff you keep them too because I, I got yours. a i got a guy and he told me that uh when your tractor depreciates you can write that off right and then inside off the you got your vacuum cleaners <laughs> You know, so you want to get a couple of those for to help your wife out, you know, and maybe you pop out some little vacuum cleaner babies at some point. You go, hey, I don't know how that got in there. Spend a lot of money on that. Yeah. Produce <laughs> their crops, work their fields. So you're not going to mistreat something like that. Also, he's going all the way and saying slaves were not mistreated. Yes. Mm -hmm. They were held love. hostage. They were kidnapped love. and held hostage. Said it was good slavery. The you nice say thing. hostage, I say housing. It they is wanted to stay. They weren't. They weren't being held. They stayed. They stayed. You don't, don't don't you have you read their diaries? They diaries said a whole nother thing. They were they were very upset when the North came and made them leave home. Mm -hmm. They was running <laughs> and they left their masters I there. Still, I remember how upset those blacks were when the. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you this much. My tractor's never even been in my bed. <laughs> so like it might be get it might get treated worse. When the when the, when the fucking when the carpet bag in North came down, you know, and you see you see them and they and they say, Hey, we're freeing the, the slaves. The black people was like, where are the slaves? <laughs> Who's getting some people, free? <laughs> some people want states' rights. I want Quaker states' rights. I want to have a lot of fluids in my tractors. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What do you think Hollywood has gotten wrong? The way the South is depicted regarding slavery? I would think one would be the beating of people. There may have been one that would do that to their slave just because they're a mean, bad person. But the majority of them would not do that. Would not they were part slaves. of the family. They were like Big Mama, you know, we just love it. They were just all a big family. She puts Big Mama on the level of a slave. Somewhere, Ooh. Big Mama, somewhere, Big Mama is like, I gotta stop going to this church. <laughs> yeah, let's right, hope Big Mama mama's minding her fucking you business. You know them kids and the grandkids was like, Rod Big Mama, I told you these people is racist. Here, you know the proof? sad thing. You want to know the sad thing? She gonna keep going to church. She gonna stop going. I, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna. She, she knows that. She knows it feel like that. That's what Jesus will want. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think there is a Big Mama, guys. Honestly, I think Big Mama might be Tyler Perry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Sneaking in there, dressed as Medea. Getting his material. Getting his material. <laughs> they God. just invented Big Mama as just to give themselves cover. Yeah, I, I don't think there is a Big Mama, guys. Um, Big Mama. There might not be. 
that would be hilarious if they improv Big Mama at the beginning of this and we just didn't catch it because they were so good. I mean, like, you know, because we got a couple of them in our church, uh, you know, like that one. Oh, you mean a big, big mama? That's right. Yeah, big, that's right, big yeah. mama. Yeah, big mama. We all love big mama with the big, colorful wigs and dresses and dresses. I yes. Ask, I want to ask you: Do you see big mama and no one else, or do you see the rest of the family? That makes a difference too. Right. Also, I guess if if, if I was Chelsea Handler, I'd be like, "Well, do you have any pictures on your phone of you with big mama?" <laughs> Of course not. Oh, my phone uh, died. My phone's <laughs> dead. Uh, battery. I gotta go. I gotta go to T-Mobile. It's, now, uh, you look in the background of this to picture right here. Now, you see, you see right there that her that's her elbow in the corner. <laughs> that's, her, that's her, her hand in plate. She don't make black elbow. hands. <laughs> I could show you Big Mama, except Big Tech is is ruining my day here. <laughs> How do you know that to be true? Because I have family heritage and I've been told the story since I was a little heritage. girl from people whose grandparents lived it. The guy here, his family owned slaves. Somebody came down from the north in the early 1900s and he was still living on the farm. Why and they told him, you, about the free, you can go somewhere else. And he said, well, why would I want to do that? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Also, why the fuck would I, if I beat slaves, why would I tell you about it? Right. Right. Later. Like, like it's just because I, I know them. My grandparents own slaves and they would say if they had been beating them. Like, so the kind of person that, let me see, beat slaves is also uh, morally virtuous enough to then be honest about it. Okay. Cool. Right. Got it, got it. I wouldn't lie. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Listen, I'll be the slave, but I never lie to my granddaughter. They're not lying. <laughs> they don't, they don't, this is a, everything they're saying. They believe to be the truth. They're not lying. They believe. Oh, no, somebody lied. They believe everything to be the them. truth. Listen, either they no, lying saying, even or the black they, slaves even lying. Even as they beat them. Yeah. Them, it's not beating them. Right. It's only a lie if you believe it. If you don't believe it, Rod. Classic George Costanza. Don't you remember what Costanza said? <laughs> somebody lying. If you don't believe it. <laughs> Because then by default, what you're saying is black people lying. That's exactly what they're saying. Yep. <laughs> they're not lying, lying, so somebody else has to be lying. The problem for me I have with when people like Chelsea Handler and stuff do this, do this, I don't have, I mean, it's fine and it exposes everything. It's not going to change anything. Nothing, none of it matters. But the problem I have is that it doesn't impact Chelsea Handler in any kind of, any kind of real visceral way. So she doesn't have any, she has no stake in this. There's nothing to up, upsetting to her about it. Or anything even remotely close to it. It's just it's like a thought experiment. You know? So you're more of a uh, W. Kamau Bell, uh, you, that like when he does United Shades of America. He gets yeah. more argumentative those. with people. Yeah, yes. he'll go talk to the Klan and shit like that. Because there's so many avenues that she 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 didn't go down. I don't I don't I'm not going to say that she's not intelligent enough to go down these avenues. I don't know. They're very simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're we're doing it right now. It just doesn't impact her enough to even start to formulate the questions in her head. Like, what do you mean? You know, this woman says, well, you know, they didn't beat up really. You, you, you just go down, just go down that path. Or this guy saying, well, they, they didn't leave. Do you know what Stockholm syndrome is? And then there's no, 
sense of I'm going to go down. I'm just going to let these people talk and I'm just going to yeah. expose what they I'm just going to expose what they think. Well, right. that doesn't do anybody any good. It, that it, doesn't do any good because all that does is give someone like a Chelsea Handler space to say I'm better than them because I don't think like that. True. But I would say that is one of the things that to an extent need to be done. This isn't for us. And that's the thing. This, well, this thing, isn't for thing. me. So here's I actually don't care, but they actually, this needs to be out there for the white people that actually think that white people don't think like this. They need to actually, in my opinion, some people need to actually see this. Um, and also sh- she might not want to have the confrontation that you're talking about. Like she might not be the type of person to want to come in and just, at they never do. They never want to have. They they never want to have the confrontation. They never want to have. That. I've I've never seen anybody. Uh, J- Jane Elliott. She don't got no shows like this. I've never seen anybody want to have the conversation. Never. I'm, lo- I'm I'm reading up on this show. I'm because we just watched literally a two minute clip. So mm-hmm. this show was on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's it. still on or not, but it is. I'm reading a column here. What Chelsea Handler gets right and wrong in her Netflix episode episode about race. And I guess she does cover kind of a little more of her journey as as her talking to her therapist. Uh, She came under fire for a series of tweets back during the 2014 Academy Awards. She said Angelina Jolie just filed adoption papers after Lupita Nyong'o won Best Supporting Actress for 12 Years a Slave. Um, Criticism is not lost on Handler, who addresses it head on with mixed results. So she's grappling with the role of race in her comedy. She mostly remains unrepentant. Tells a therapist, sometimes I probably joke too much and people are offended. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if you watch the whole show, she does introspect. But in this clip, she doesn't push back. Uh, Sarah Silverman did this, did this same, did this exact same show, basically, with the exact same thing. She had the exact same moments. She had the exact same interactions with people. And as Karen is saying... I disagree with that. I don't think that these per- they don't serve any purpose. They don't change anybody's mind. These shows have been happening for years now. Stuff like this is happening. I think all it is is for for a certain type of white person to point at another type of white person and say, "I'm not like that." I so think it's therefore, yeah, it's therefore I'm better because I'm not like that. But in the case of Chelsea Handler, yeah, you're not like that, but you're making jokes about you're making jokes like this. Well, you're she not like that, jokes, but yeah. you participate, but you participate in the system in this way. Well, I think, because and those jokes, is, like those tweets, were, those tweets this were two years before this show. So maybe that's what this is about. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's basically a search for absolution. Right. Um, I mean, this, these the, jokes, this to them is the racism. Look at right. these dumb Southern people like the, the go, go to New York and I'm talk to those too. white parents who won't let their, their, uh, white children go to school with black children. Go talk to them. Those are your friends, by the way, Chelsea. Those are people you should be talking to. Go talk to them. Those are people that you know. Those people that you grew up with. Those people that you grew up around. Go go talk to them and confront them about that. Why don't you want your children to go with a, a school that can only have 15% black, black people in it? That's the number. 15% that they anything more than 15% of students, they see they that that to them is too much. And they don't want that. So they want 15%. They want one in 10 black children in a school. One in 10. In New York City, you want one in 10 black children in, in the school. Well, go talk to them. But if you go talk to these people, it gets it lets you feel superior 
like, well, I'm not like that. I'm I'm better than that. I'm I'm better. I'm 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 not like that. No, you're not like that. But it's you're still the fruit from the same tree. Isn't yeah, it the, yeah, yeah, and, and it's one of those things where, like I said, I haven't seen the show or anything like that. But for me, like I said, shows you, you like know this, what? not not to cut you off, me. not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You haven't seen that show, but you've seen that show. Do you understand know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You haven't seen her do it, but you've mm-hmm. seen it. You know what I mean? You've seen it. You've seen it. Rod's seen it. We've all seen. It. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sweetheart. But I just want to say you've seen. Oh, it. No, 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 no. It's one of the things I haven't seen the show, and like I said, I know. I've gotten to the point where I go, oh, I'm not your targeted audience. Like, and, and once I understood that concept, I could tap out of a lot of mm-hmm. debates and things that people have. I go, oh, this is for white people. This, what you're doing does not need to be targeted towards me. And I guess I haven't seen it, but if she wanted to challenge herself, I agree with you, Randolph. She does need to go to these other places across the country and not only the South, because the South isn't the only place with this racism. We went mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania. I've been to places up north in New York. They they have this same flag up there, too, but it was a Southern thing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, what she's doing or whatever is like the lowest common denominator of commentary on racism in America. Yes, I agree. I, I do it's think it's... It's, it's a little different than what Sarah Silverman did. And I think what Sarah Silverman did was worse is she tried to do the, um, well, we're all just people and <laughs> yeah, she bad, sure you, you know, different <laughs> sides of things. And sure that, that's worse to me. Like, I'd rather you mock the motherfuckers if you're going to talk to them. Don't right. do the, don't do the, like, I got to empathize with just racist motherfuckers. So, yeah, she sure um, did, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, that was different to me. But um, I like, but I do, um, like, I don't mind that they, they confront this kind of shit. I don't mind that they bring it up or whatever. But the real work, or I'm not even highlight this kind of shit. The real work is the confrontation. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that you just don't see white people do enough of, Mm-mm. you know? And and I think that would actually maybe bring about some level of change is to, to say something to these motherfuckers to their face. Like, well, this is why what you said is racist. And right. I think they opt out of that. And then they just, because what really happened, we're seeing the finished product. Mm-hmm. But what really happened is she sat there with those white people. They talked for 30 minutes. She asked them some questions. She didn't judge any of the answers. She didn't challenge any of the answers. And then they went back, edited it in the studio, cut it up to make them look the most stupidest, the most racist as possible. And then they put it on TV like, look at this, y'all, this ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that uh, I think I was to an interview with Wise Snack, he actually on Keith and the Girl. And he was talking about kind of feeling bad about working at the Daily Show. Not for the reasons that most people think about the Jon Stewart confrontation, but he was saying he felt bad doing those on the air pieces where they interview people and then they edit the people to look as fucked up as possible and then put it out. And he was like, you know, you end up feeling bad for people, even some of the people that kind of deserve it because they didn't look that bad. When you you like the actual conversation might, you know, you might have said some things that you didn't fuck with, but like in that 30 minute conversation, they might've said a bunch of shit that made a lot of sense or you could understand where they were coming from. But when you get back to the studio and they just basically edit in serious comment, here's me joking, Ser- them them saying something out of context, here's my face, you know. And by the end of it, what have you really done? Have you really educated anybody? Have you really mm-hmm. informed people on what these people's views are, really? Um, so I think maybe that that part of it feels like as an entertainment, as a creative person, the lowest bar possible is what, what she did. Yeah, yeah and well, she- I w- 
Go ahead. I would actually like to see the show that Randolph is talking about. Like, I would actually like to see some white person come and confront it. Yeah. And for the record, they, uh, the, the, the W. Kamal Bell, when he does it, he doesn't really he confront doesn't. him either. Not like everyone who does this type the, of show style, yes, does this style of we're just highlighting the ignorance, yes. right? Oz, it right. wouldn't stay on it. It makes you, long. it makes you realize how access journalism works it's like you give me mm -hmm. access and i'm just gonna let let you go unchecked and unchallenged because right. i'm gonna i want to might want to come back and interview you again right for some b-roll for this same show so i'm not gonna right. be an asshole to you or at least what you think an asshole is yeah and so let you talk let you talk and i'll cut it up later and I then i'll do some narration voiceover to judge you later yep i yep. saw an interview with uh, james lowen uh just last week last my he wrote lies my teacher told me mm -hmm. and um he was saying how they were talking about the teachers in school who teach about the Civil War. And he did a seminar with a bunch of teachers and he asked them, these are teachers. What's the what was the cause of the Civil War? And like 60 percent of them were like states rights and blah, blah, blah. He said none of them led with slavery. These were teachers. He said none of them led with slavery. They led with. So he was like, you understand that. That's not true. You get that, right? You 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 are all teachers. You have access to the same materials I have. You know that it, this the primary and only cause of the Civil War was slavery. You know that. And yet you teachers are saying that it was states' rights. You have the access to the same information that I have. Why are you doing that? And the reason why they're doing that is because they don't want to hurt other white people's feelings. Right. Yeah. The best breakdown I ever saw. <laughs> That's the only reason. The best breakdown I ever saw. I just put it in the chat. Uh, but I had <laughs> I recorded this off my TV, but uh, I, this should be a better recording. But it was the Trayvon Martin documentary that Jay Z uh, did uh, produced or whatever, and they talked to one of these people because you know they they was going in like they I think maybe it was Skip Gates involved or something, but you know how they do the like. We connected it all back to this. Like, you think this is about Trayvon Martin. We're about to bring the history of the United States. Right. And they talked to this guy who was a civil was Skip war. Gates, thing? I believe it was. Uh, and, and they were talking to a guy who was like a civil war person. Yeah. Man, that interview, I laughed so hard because I, I was like, finally, someone just, uh, this is what Randolph is asking. Yeah. Chelsea to do. Just right. ask it's the questions. Just ask the questions. And yeah, keep them going. So they have to be them down. Don't let them just run around the question. Just ask the simple question. I asked right. the question. Just give me the answer. Just give me the answer. What the answer is that you think. Give me that answer. Mm -hmm. Just give me the answer that you think. But don't run away from it. So they're talking to this guy. Uh, his name is Andy Hall. Mm -hmm. I remember this. Is that him? Um, Florida gunstone owner George Zimmerman's pal, Andy Hallinan, explains the Civil War was not about slavery. He was then asked what it was about understand that people think the confederate flag to be a racist symbol but the vast majority of people believe that it's a symbol of heritage it's a symbol of our history that people think is associated with the south and the south was fighting for slavery that's a common misconception about what actually took place when you study the history that was one thing that the war was about people don't go to war for one issue uh interviewer says name three other things that the war was about I mean, I'm not a historian. I, I mean, you're, you're putting me on the spot for something. I this is a comedian. <laughs> he was hungry. So we got one thing that's the war was that the war was about was slavery. One thing that the war is about slavery. What are two other things that the war is 
Um, um, the Confederate, uh, the um, just say states' rights. The war was about tyranny. What is tyranny? Mean? What is tyranny? tyranny is any time a government overreaches and they control. What's the overreach? Too much. Like slavery. <laughs> like slavery. Look at his face. Look at his face. That's all I need Chelsea to do. Like, it, just take it the next step. I don't need you to like yeah. punch him in the face. Yeah, just go a couple of steps with it. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It's not even very hard. It's just logical. It's just logical lines of thought. It's just logical. You don't really have to be, and I'm and I'm saying intelligent, but mm-hmm. you guys know what the fuck I mean. I'm right. not mm-hmm. calling her dumb. I'm just saying because this is not just her, by the way. Right. It's a whole All production yeah. team. It's a whole it genre take, shows. It takes nothing to just ask the next question. Okay, just, and I'm and with I, you. I You're not say, even talking about pushing it back hard. You're just talking about I just, just ask the question. Right. I want to say in that same them. clip. If I'm not not, I mean, obviously that one was that we got to the end. But I want to say in that same segment, he one of the answers was states' rights, and then he goes the right for the right what? to keep slaves. Right, it's like the states' right to do what? Just say right to do what? Like I just just that's it. That's you don't have to what? like what punch the, him. You don't need to pull the, a gun out. What's the right about the state right? right. To, the right to do what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's interesting is I I grew up. Our our teachers told us that the Civil War was about slavery, and then I got to like eleventh or twelfth grade, and I had a teacher. I think it was not a history; it was a government class, so it was similar to history. And he insisted it was states' rights to the point of basically telling us that slavery was the incorrect answer. Like if that's on a test, hmm. slavery's wrong. So he told us that slavery was the lies that our teachers told us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. states' rights is the truth answer, you, and we've been misled all this time. Do you know how you know it was about slavery? Because the people fighting the war told you that it was about slavery. Right. right. In their articles of secession, in the first sentence, they say, we're succeeding because we are a slave society. They first say and that. foremost, before we every, get too deep into this. Uh, every group says this. That's how you know. I don't know. Why is it anything more than that? <laughs> it's all that information is out there. This is again was what James Lone was like. You're teachers and you know this. Why are yep. you not because you don't want to make white people feel bad? As Raul Peck said, is it's not it's Which, not a lack way, of I knowledge. Haven't sat, I haven't sat down and watched. I don't like beating yeah. my daughter over the head with that kind of stuff. And she's always around. Right. <laughs> you know, she's gonna be playing the blues on that guitar. <laughs> I need to sit. <laughs> I need to sit down. And, but like he said, it's not a lack of knowledge that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's that's an not the problem. <laughs> we were talking about W. Kamal Bell, and he was on Dean Obadella's uh, podcast. Dino. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. um he asked a question. I'm going to open it up to the group and let y'all. Okay, hear. brother. Okay, you guys ready? See, see, see. Break it down. <laughs> he asked, let me find it. What are we fighting for in this country as black folks? Are we, is this country worth fighting for? Mm. After COVID and Trump, Trump's response to COVID through the fact that COVID made the lives of black, Latinx, indigenous, brown folks worse. It made it so that we, whatever hole that our communities are in, the hole is deeper now. We've lost people. We've lost a ton of people through COVID. The question becomes, is this all worth fighting for? He says, that's the place where I'm at now in like 
in a, like a very profound way to go, yeah, I don't know how much more of this I can personally do. And I actually know that you see somebody. And that's why he, he talked about Barack Obama and the Democratic leadership. Mm-hmm. Did you see his interview with Larry Wilmore on? Uh, yeah, that's what he's he's popping up in a lot of places because of that. And I listened yeah. to that. By the way, Larry, I talked about Larry a little bit with Andy. I don't know if I talked about it on a podcast, but Larry, when they were talking about in the show before this one, Mm-hmm. With W, he was saying that um, the Georgia laws are not Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. That we can't call the Georgia laws Jim Crow because they're not Jim Crow because they weren't as strict as Jim Crow. And the, he he prefaced this by saying, "I'm going to say something a lot of you aren't going to agree with, you know, because I'm a black person who who uh, who is an independent thinker." Mm-hmm. To which I tweeted. Avoid the black people who say they're independent thinkers. Always mm-hmm. remember that. <laughs> Whenever you hear a black person say, you know, I'm an independent thinker. Watch out for that motherfucker. Well, I'm not going to avoid them because I'm a free thinker. <laughs> so <laughs> watch out. So for you that. want me to be a sheep, basically, and avoid the independent thinkers. OK. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want for you, Rod. Seat, seat, seat. Usually it's people who are the uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say something that the. Long story short, these laws that you see popping up in Georgia and all over the country, they are Jim Crow. They just, mm-hmm. they, they are, I don't know. They're, his argument was they're not as harsh, mm-hmm. which doesn't, that doesn't matter. Mm-mm. You know, that doesn't matter. Racism, whether it's a, it's a small, somebody trying to touch, let's say Jen's hair <laughs> or, or Dom's hair or big, you know, Mike B, get the fuck off my porch, nigger. Both of them are damaging. Both of them are racism. One yeah, is, I, had to, I had to listen to that. One could be seen uh, as heavier than the other, but both of them are racism. Yeah, I got I to gotta listen to that episode so I can hear that for myself. Because I that, like, I don't know if that's like a semantic point he was getting hung up on. Or was he saying he, the laws weren't that dangerous uh, or he agreed with them or something like that? It sounds like I mean, semantics to me. Like he he's kind of yeah. precious about the term Jim Crow and wants it to. He stay. was very precious about. It. I'm like, why are you so hung up on the term? It is what it is, man. Why are you? Hung Jason up in the on chat it? said James Crow. How <laughs> old is uh? How old is Larry? Let me look that up. He's older than me. He's early sixties, maybe. Hey, Fifty nine. Um, he's how old? Fifty nine. Okay. Yeah. See, it I think it's be. a Trayvon Free one. So I'm gonna send you that one, Rod. Okay, I'll check it out. It could be a little bit of that. Um, um, that thing that some black people do, where it's like our shit was so harsh. I don't want y'all trying to say that y'all shit is the same as our shit. Co-opted, yeah. Could be a little bit of that. I had to check it out and see, because I, I mean, I really do. I genuinely respect a lot of his opinions and shit. So, you know, I'd be a little surprised if he. Went all the way coon on us like that. I, no, I, be heard. Like, I don't think it's it's not so much coon. I don't think it's that. Look at the coons. Sorry. I don't. It's not that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> what I would say is that it's. Um, oh, you know what? It was. It was the Robin Thede one. No, that's the same one. Robin Thede and him on the same episode. And uh, Robin Thede, W. Kamal Bell. That episode had both of them on it. Not at the same time, though. Okay, then it wasn't that one. Damn, okay. which one was it? Is it the Soledad? This had one? to be a recent one, right? Yeah, it was recent. 
Wait, do y'all hear something? Yeah, that's like someone got the radio on. Oh. That's my fault. <laughs> just, oh, that's your phone. Oh, I'm looking for it. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I'll check it out. I don't, don't want to waste the airtime. Uh, looking yeah, it's for one, it, it's, yeah. it's one of I'll them. I'll find it. it I mean, because uh, like he said, like I said, it's that, not on, it's not on some coon shit. It's not right. Coon shit. It's it's. I'm an independent thinker and I go against the grain type thing. Description on the Willie Geist episode says Larry weighs in on week, a week filled with gun violence, police brutality, as well as the new Georgia voting law to open the show. And that's it. Because I wasn't going to listen to Willie Geist. So that must be it. That's it. Yeah. That's because that that would make sense because I ain't heard it either because I definitely skipped when I said yeah I was like I'm not listening to this bullshit I I just wanted to yeah this week I'm good I I wanted to hear that I wanted to hear the opening right (laughs) but I didn't know that that was what he was going to talk about I just wanted to hear the opening I was like I'm not listening to the guys but I'll listen to I'll listen to this but yeah I'm I'm a big fan of that show text me after you listen to it let me know I don't get me wrong I'm a fan of Larry too but I'm distrustful of of I'm the independent thinker. I'm yeah, the, I don't I'm like that sentence either. Independent thinker here. I'm distrustful of that. Yeah, I don't like that sentence either. But yeah. uh, like I said, I had to check it out. But I loved his interview with W. Kamau Bell. That was, was a great interview. I thought it was amazing because he's, he's a good interviewer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because like he 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 challenged him enough to be like, explain yourself, but not enough to be like, what you talking about is some bullshit. Yeah, which is to me kind of the perfect tenure uh, tenor to hit with W. Kamau Bell. And I I love the awkward, uh, the awkward way it started where he brought up the fact that W. Kamau Bell dissed the nightly show and said the shit wasn't yeah. funny. Yeah. In yeah. front of a white audience with Stephen Colbert. He's like, so what was up with that shit you said? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I was thinking it, too. Like, this is yeah. like what well, you should have to explain that you can't be Mr. Pro Black and you shit on the, the show with all the black writers and talent in front of the white people and then be like, but it's all good. Right. <laughs> like. Uh, but sorry, yeah, Larry. Had a, he had a really good interview with Charles Blow about Charles Blow has that thing of that black people should move back to move back to repatriate back to the South. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually reading that book, uh, The Devil You Know. It makes mm-hmm. sense when you when you read it, you're like, Yes, yeah, makes perfect sense. <laughs> Did they win? Oh, good. But uh yeah, man. Um, I'm sorry we got sidetracked or whatever, but yeah, that. As far as what we're fighting for and if we should go, uh, I guess, stop fighting, leave, quit, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what W was, what Kamau was getting to. Is he saying, like, the end result is what? He's going to leave America or something? I, I've heard, yeah, I, I, are, I heard I've heard other people sort of starting to say that, too. Like There on are black people who have left. Social media. Yeah. But. I mean, is that what he's saying he's going to, like, do? I don't in that know. Interview? I, don't, like, I don't know if he's if he's thought it through to that point mm. you know what i mean so he may not have he may not have thought it through to that point but he's definitely reached the point of so what exactly are we fighting for my point mm. is always is like i don't particularly see it changing i don't i don't see it i don't see things changing because they don't want things to change right if they wanted things to change because it, it's it's like chelsea handler she doesn't want if she wanted things to change she would have had it in mind to ask these next questions this person mm-hmm. says this and i'm gonna say this i just want to highlight it and get it out there well you know the other like, thing well, with what's the chelsea, next the other thing with the chelsea thing is that and people do this all the time she discovered it was a problem that day right and this is her baby steps into this foray and with hollywood they give you like you already got cameras crew you already got a fucking right, production right. team you guys she she's not ready for that 
So that like that's that's kind of the problem with that whole. And it's not just a race thing. People do it with gender. Like the dude that wakes up to like sexism is real. Then they get this motherfucker a talk show. Caitlyn Jenner yeah. comes out as trans, and right. all of a sudden she's got a whole a whole TV whole show. And the people are like, hey, hey, you might not be the one. Yeah, they love the like freshness of oh, look at this babe out of water story. They don't even know they're they're discovering the depths of. And then yeah, they count it like because if they talk to somebody that been through it, you're not going to get these same naive answers and quotes, and they're going to start questioning the shit. And right, it was like, oh, we don't want to deal with the person that's already been tarnished. Yeah, like the whole system likes a surface level, like just let's just skim the top of this problem. Mm-hmm. As it, you see it a lot with people who are sort of newly, quote unquote, woke. Where yeah. they start mm-hmm. shitting on everybody who ha- has the same beliefs they had three months ago before they read a couple books, right? And they're very performative about it. And Chelsea Handler next to those people looks like she is not racist at all, and right. you know wouldn't have any bad intentions. It's like if you ever talk to an addict or an alcoholic, and you say you got a problem, you need some help. They'll point to some other addict they know who's way worse. And they'll yep. say, "No, that guy's fucked up. I'm yep. all right compared to that guy." And then they'll and talk like, themselves out of dealing with their own problems and you're not gonna see clips of like why it's an act show right like problem errors go viral Mm -hmm. like that because like no this shit goes too deep it made us uncomfortable like we like we like the comfortable level of like aren't these people the worst and that's it but uh, that's yeah that that chelsea handler clip is basically like a visual quote tweet yes you know she just like dunked on them Quote tweet with like the the two eyes emoji. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. Like you all and see this shit, you know, like and that. So, uh, with W come out bell though, like I said, if it's a thing of uh, uh, not fighting, as in you give up, um, I guess whatever activism, whatever create. I, I can't believe he would do that. We'll see, but I think just the way he moves and makes his living. It, how the fuck he gonna make money? Because um, <laughs> that's like literally all he does is be like, look at this shit. Right. Ain't this fucked yeah. up? So right. I don't know. Like, I guess he can go to do that from France. But yeah, and if, if you do that, you're still fighting. They're doing it too. Yeah, I mean, Jamal yeah, Maddox already that, had that still fighting. in America. <laughs> like, if you do that, you're still fighting. That's like saying James Baldwin wasn't fighting when he was writing from France. He was still fighting. But he came back here because he felt like he had to be a witness. Yeah, understood. Kamal but Kamal actually said in that interview, yeah. he's tired of seeing it. He doesn't want to be a witness anymore. And yeah, I don't that's, blame uh, him. By the way. Dominic and I talked to Jamali Maddox. Dominic knows him because he worked with him. Jamali is a British comic who did a very similar show called Hate Thy Neighbor, mm-hmm. where he was the host. And he went, it was in Europe. He went and found all these neo-Nazi hate groups. And he trashes that show now. There's clips of him doing stand-up talking about how terrible the experience was. Because mm-hmm. they just trot him out there and subject him to all this bullshit, and then you know everybody goes home. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jason like, is saying no, no racism in France, right? No, no one's not saying that. But as Auntie Bola said, the racism here versus the racism there is different. The racism here will kill you, not just kill you, but will kill you and be state sanctioned. Yeah, and we're um, like the only ones that are we're the only ones on this planet that are doing that regularly state-sanctioned killings of black people state-sanctioned and then the rest of the population majority of the population accepts the killer's excuses unless it's egregious (laughs) so egregious that there's no way they can walk their way out of it (laughs) 
But if there's a way they can walk out of it, they're going to walk out of it. And that egregious example happens once a decade, maybe? Right. Yeah, right. Every, yeah. every now and then. And to answer, and go ahead. In order to find that, you have to uh, bring an incredible amount of resources to bear to get accountability for it. Well, remember, I, I, uh, I just saw this article kind of bubble up again within like the last two months. Back in May of last year, there was a lawsuit filed because a bunch of black police officers were moved from guarding Derek Chauvin's cell mm-hmm. when he was in jail because I guess they felt like they were not capable of guarding mm-hmm. a white guy's cell who killed a black right. guy. Like even on that level, these are all cops that they're that they moved to other floors of the jail to do other things. And they brought a lawsuit. I think it's still an open case. It's not right. hasn't been dealt with yet. And that's why I say it won't end. Rick Santorum is a is a prime example. There's no reason for him to be on television. There's no reason for him to be on television. He doesn't serve any purpose other than saying stuff that white people enjoy. So that's why he's on. That's why I say that it's the country doesn't really want it to end. If you wanted to end, you wouldn't you wouldn't give a Rick Santorum a platform. Tucker Carlson wouldn't have a platform. You would simply say this is wrong. You don't get the plat. You don't get this platform. Instead, you give them a platform, and you hem and you haw, and you say we're gonna not have, um, we're gonna have a sponsors boycott and this and that. But in the end, you don't take their platform away. That's how you know they don't want it to end. If they did, you just take the platforms away. So if Rick Santorum wouldn't even be wouldn't get within sniffing distance of a television. Eh, not, you're not going to be a commentator on CNN anymore. You're your fucking mind. <laughs> you're your fucking mind. That's not CNN has happen. not commented yet on. They don't his, have anything. Uh, to, what? Can, just the thing when people say that that CNN hasn't commented, what can they say? Uh, well, he's fired. What's that's the, it. What's the Rick Santorum? Sintor- um, um, what do what do you do this time? Oh, Jesus. All right, hold on. Let me get the video. No. <laughs> no I got to go lot. to my Twitter bookmarks because I bookmarked yes, tweets all week just yes, for this moment. <laughs> I think I bookmarked it. Rick Santorum gave a speech about the history of the United States and how the nation was birthed. And um, he was a little bit wrong. Here we go. Oh, this has 10 million views now on Twitter. Just a little bit. So here we go. It's It's a short clip couple minutes. If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe and they set up a country. Mostly white. That was based on Judeo-Christian principles. When I say Judeo-Christian, the Mosaic laws, 10 commandments and the teachings of Jesus Christ. The morale, the morals, and, and teachings of Jesus Christ. That's that's what that's our founding documents are based upon. Nope. No, that's true. In our DNA, you know, if you think of other countries like Italy and Greece and China and Turkey and places like that, they've all sort of changed over time. I mean, they've been they've been there for sent for millennia in many cases, and their culture has sort of evolved over time, but not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We, we birthed a nation 
from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but if, but candidly, that, that what? isn't much Native American, <laughs> American culture. There isn't much Native American culture in American culture, except for all the street names and mascots. Culture in America. And all the, uh, and all the, um, all the weapons of war. Right. right. So Patching CNN, has, CNN yeah, has nothing to say about that. It, nothing. it was born of the people who came here pursuing religious liberty to practice their faith, to live as they ought to live, and have the freedom to do so. Religious liberty. Those are the two bulwarks of America. Faith and freedom. I mean, you hear it all no, the that's time. that's true. Faith and freedom. Faith and freedom. No. But it is what makes America unique in the world. Um, so <laughs> freedom would be uh, not having faith. The ability to not follow a faith and be bludgeoned with it everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Freedom supersedes faith because it can also not include faith. Whatever. He's, we know what he well, is. Also, he's, he's with, who's faith? Right. Because the first thing they do with colonization is uh, you know, overtake the Europeans, um, Rod. Overtake the faith. Right. They didn't <laughs> allow Native Americans to practice their faith. Okay. So, but All the right. thing is, like, what is what is CNN going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Not yeah, so a goddamn thing. Nothing. Basically, <laughs> Rick Santorum is one of those guys who sometimes when they have, like, the round table with, like, six people mm -hmm. um, after, like, a big speech, he's one of the guys at the end of the table to sort of give his input. So he doesn't have a show on CNN, but he's a contributor to CNN, yeah. and yeah. he'll be back. The last time and I heard gotten rid of people for less. I, I, the last time um, I heard his name is right after Biden won, and he said on CNN, "Well, it's not over yet," and um, that started the the, the big lie. Well, like, you gotta have faith. It's all about faith. You're like, well, right, let's right. not let's not jump up and down. Yeah, I mean, I know we just called it, but I mean, I mean, there's still votes out there. I mean, so I mean, I'm happy for him. But I'm just saying, you, you know, it ain't yeah, no thing. Uh, my thing that 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 I, about him or whatever um, is that I think it kind of leads back to that that open question you had about W. Kamau Bell, which is um, I don't see why I have to give up this. I don't see how that how white people have any more claim to this shit than I do. And so I don't. That's a, that's, I, I'm not conceding that. That's and, the only real argument that we have. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, I'm not, but it's, but it is a real argument. And I'm but not, I don't know if that, I don't know if that invalidates the question that Kamal was asking. Yeah. I'm not invalidating it, it no, but you asked me what my answer was. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I giving, he can answer. give up if he wants to move or quit or whatever. I'm not judging him for that. If he moves, I don't know if that's, if that's giving up. Yeah. Or simply going in another direction, being what, like, well, you not, say, what are we fighting not for? Right. Going to change. If you ask, what are we fighting for? Like, like if I tell you, if me, I say, Randolph, we going down so and so house, we about to fuck them up. You go, what are we fighting for? That's that's not a that's a that's a loaded question because it's like, I'm okay. Well, this is what I'm fighting for. What you're really saying is, can we give up? Can we not fight? And I well, don't think I think as long as we exist, you are in a fight if you are black in this world. So I don't think there's an option to not fight. You know, yeah. like I think not fighting looks like well, the question. Remember now the question what does that is, look what, like the question is, what are we fighting for in this country as black folks? And are we, is this country worth fighting for? I say yes. And I will okay. forever say yes. 
So what are we what are we fighting for? This Just is my home. For, for me personally, this is my home. This is where I was born. This is where I was raised. I don't know any other part of the world. Like, like for me personally, I don't know these other places. Who are those people? So for me, yes, because if people were not fighting, we would have never left slavery. If people were not fighting, we would not have the rights and the freedoms that we have today. If people said, fuck it, I'm not leaving. What are we fighting for? America will be a white, stu- will be just whiteness everywhere, The what they wanted it to be. But in my opinion, what am I fighting for? I'm fighting for my, my right to be here. My people that have died before me, that's who I'm fighting for. For me personally, that's who I'm fighting for. You know, I fight for the younger generation, you mm-hmm. know, so that they can have better than me, you know, and everybody feels different ways about what they're fighting for, what they're not fighting for. And I understand as, as being black, we feel like it's a continual battle, which I understand that. But it also you have is. to have a you have to have a balance there. Everything can't be a fight. And sometimes I think once you once we got to the world where everybody's woke and everybody's on and everybody's on brand. So now everything has to be a fight. So you constantly feel like you're on a hundred. And guess what? That drains you, that wears you out. And it beats you down. And that's what that's what the system is designed to do. It wants to beat you to death so that there's nothing left within you to fight. So you have to have a balance there. And I think once people get to the point where they just don't want to do it anymore, they have they have got to the point to, to exhaustion. Well, it's, it's a loaded question, though. What do you mean fight for, for this country? Like, what does that mean? Well, he just says, what are we fighting for in this country as black folks? And is, and is this country worth fighting for? Yeah. What like what are we mean? What are we fighting for in this country? What are we fighting for in this country as black folks? Are we just fighting for equality to be treated as full citizens? Because we're not, and we're not treated as full citizens. Mm-hmm. Definitely not treated. We don't have full citizenship in this country. We're not treated. That's that's probably the biggest one. We don't have. Yeah. On paper, so when, yes. But when you say on paper, yes, but through application, no. When you so say, is this that. country worth? fighting for and that's that's the next question he has what does that mean is it worth is it worth is is the fight actually worth it that's the next i believe that's the question he's asking so but if the the result of the of winning the fight so to speak is full citizenship if you were to say that equality you were to say that the results because that would be that that's the outcome right that's the outcome that's Mm -hmm. preferable Right. Is that worth fighting for? So is or is it worth just in this country worth fighting for only if this country at the end of the fight recognizes the fact that you are that you do have full citizenship and everything that comes along with that? Um, color me ignorant. I don't know. <laughs> color me. Color me silly. OK, um, but I actually feel like and I might be in a minority in this. I actually feel like we're almost there. Um. As far as mm-hmm. the the fight, and I say that only because of how much they're they're resisting the mm-hmm. change. You know, you, you possible. Go, you know, you possible. look at the you know when we you know the civil rights movement happened. Once we start getting voting rights and things of that nature, that's when they started changing the laws and the rules. You know, uh, Black Wall Street um, burning that down. We are we're another another point now. Barack Obama, Donald Trump. We're at the point now that we have Kamala Harris mention her name. Um, uh, vice president we have a vice president that's a woman and a, and a, and a uh, speaker of the house as a woman so we're making all we're making these different changes and as we make these changes um there's resistance there's always resistance and i just feel like we're almost there me personally um 
as a veteran, I always say, I, you know, when they say thank you for your service, I always say I didn't do it for you. I did it for the college fund. Um, <laughs> I did it for the GI Bill. Um, but I think we uh, as black people, since we've been here for so long, there's so much um, equity that we put into this blood and everything else mm-hmm. that it will almost be it will almost be rewarding for them if we just packed up and like, all right, we're done here. I'm good. I quit. Because um, it, same thing Kay, Kay said, um, we, we've been here too long now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we've given y'all too much. We literally um, made y'all pandemic hot. You know, we changed the stimulus to STEMI because that's what we do. We season <laughs> things. We make things, we make things hot, you know, so. Versus. Versus, you know. <laughs> and, and, and if we just follow history, even if we all left and went to another country, they would just follow us to try to take it over. Right. <laughs> like this shit is boring. Where the where where are the niggas at? And they were like, back in Africa. And we're like, we're going back to Africa and take that over because yeah. that's where the fun is at. So um we gotta be here. Yeah, I was listening to James Baldwin on this uh I saw it. I'm gonna listen him. to it. I saw you post that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a listen. From this podcast I was listening to like Eddie Glock. Eddie Glock, Glock, Eddie Glock discussing it. Yeah, and they had this one quote that, that he said that always resonated with me, but when he basically said we have been here too long for us to pretend that we're not America mm-hmm. and that we can just like he said, I can't go back to Africa anymore. You go back to whatever uh-uh. white country you came from. Uh-uh. We are American now. Right. And so then we're stuck together. And he's like, and I and I truly believe this. He was like, we either have to work this out together or we gotta die together. Come on. But that's it. Like those are the choices. I don't, and I don't even think leaving is going to change it. I don't think because uh, everybody else just got some different shit, but they got some shit. Come on. Because anti-blackness is global. But yeah, I, I, I think it's called James Baldwin's Shadow on Spotify. Look that up. Yeah. Um, I think a through line is the podcast. That through line. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through Amazing line. podcast episode. But yeah, I, I think. At least that's the dogma I've taken on, you know, I because I, I think it, black people who think <laughs> the black people who think you can either exist in a in a world where it's not going to you're not in a fight anymore are either the Tim uh, Uncle Tim's yeah. of the world <laughs> or or the people that that's in denial. But but even if you have any conscience, even a guy like W. Kamau Bell, he could run out. He could live on Mars. He'll always have an eye back here because mm-hmm. he from here and he care mm-hmm. and you know unless you can turn off that part of yourself you're gonna care and if you care you in a fight mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if yeah. i care it's like if i care if, if i care about randolph and i go out somewhere and i see him getting jumped and i go well i don't want to be in a fight so. carries made his destination y'all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he was pushing his car I'm like, <laughs> um but yeah did we in a fight you know what I'm saying? So I, I that's how I look at it. We're in a fight because if any of us is in a fight, by the nature of blackness, we all mm-hmm. we all in a fight. You know what I'm saying? What they say in high school is a fight, is a fight between the black and the white. The black don't win. We all jump in. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it is. It's just that that's what we were born into. I don't think there's a, a easy way out. Yeah. And I also agree with Mike. Um, we could be in the death throes of this shit. Because I think about this a lot. <laughs> Compared to their ancestors, 
white people are definitely the coke zero of whiteness right now they're not hardcore it doesn't mean that they not dangerous or not they are right but we our our people have lived in dangerous times the entire time mm-hmm. and it's become differently dangerous but it also has become less dangerous like these motherfuckers are some bitches compared to who they used to be mm-hmm. it's like oh, okay okay so this is your new trick you know what i mean like if and maybe that's what Larry Wilmore's point is about don't call it Jim Crow. Not that I agree, but yeah, maybe that's his point is like this shit is isn't even up oh, to that level. Out, he, you'll hear when you hear it. He flat yeah. out said that, you know. So so maybe that's his point is don't let's not give them more credit than they are due. It doesn't mean we don't fight, but let's not give them the win. Let's not just tell them, let's not concede shit. And that's how I always feel. I, I don't like conceding anything. To these motherfuckers, dog. I talk about it all the time on the show. I don't like giving them more credit than they deserve. When we, when people bring up conspiratorial shit, and I'd be like, "Listen, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's not a conspiracy. These motherfuckers just don't care." And there's right. a difference to me. I need you to understand the difference because when we are in a fight, it feels different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean you give up. Doesn't mean you quit. So I, I think a lot of that shit would have. That's how I would answer. Come out, but obviously but that's like an honest. But that's an honest. That's an honest answer, and that would be what he'd be looking for. Yeah, yeah. like I said, I can't speak that's for him. That's, obviously, that's why he's asking because that's what he would be what he's looking for. Yeah, and, and also an answer, I, an answer, something or something along those lines. Right, and also I think uh, people can say what they want to say about Barack Obama, but I bought into the hope and change, and I still believe in the hope and change. I, you know, and that's the only thing that keeps me going and keeps me looking forward to the future that there is eventually will be some form of a change, be it, be it uh, by laws, be it by force, (laughs) you know, however we get there, be it by some white person somewhere in power, having a car and saying, I'm going to do this on behalf of black and brown and indigenous people, whatever it takes, as long as the end result is more freedoms for me, I still have that hope. And I think once you get to the point to where you just want to give up that, that hope, in you has kind of died. And so for me, I will forever have that hope and change. Like I said, well, I, like, I don't think this is going to change within my lifetime, but it doesn't mean I can't have very, the hope that it will. I'm well, I don't even have that kind of hope, but I think what Baldwin said was what when he said that uh, he's still alive. Basically, like, if I'm alive, then well, I, yeah, have, if to, you're, then you're I alive, have to be you have hopeful. To what would be the fucking point? You know what I mean? Alive, have, <laughs> then wake up and kill yourself, then. If you ain't I'm like having, it. Right. So I kind of get, I, I get that to, point of it. When it comes down to a lot of these arguments, I'm very evidentiary-based. Me too. I'm, I'm evidentiary-based. Is uh, A lot of times I often think, well, show me where it's worked before. Just show me show me mm-hmm. how these things, these things are working. Like the thing with Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. The standing there letting just somebody just just spew these things because I'm going to show it to people and if people mm-hmm. see it, then they'll realize and then that will spur change. Well, it doesn't work. Right. So why don't we just why don't we just it's the, again, George Costanza, if if this why don't we do the exact opposite? Right. And just try it. Right. Just try it. at this point. You got nothing to lose. Nothing. So you may as well try something different. Right. No, but just doing it this way doesn't work. Doing it the Sarah Silverman way of I'm going to relate to you and we're going to get along and I will convince you. It doesn't work. I was talking to Rod about that is like, I don't tell Ava that you have to be twice as good as white people. I'm never going to tell her that. 
What I will tell her is, is that you have to be the best Ava that you possibly can at all times. Yeah, do your best. Ava. But I'm not going to tell you that you got to be twice as good as white people. Do you know why I'm not going to tell her that? Because it doesn't work. Right. No, and it will fuck you up. Like, it doesn't, it will, it doesn't it work. It doesn't, you get you any, it doesn't get you anything. Instead, just work. tell her to be the best she can be, and she will get half as much. That's what I do. Yeah, there you go. That's what you're going to do. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell her the truth. I'm not going to lie to the baby. But I'm like, do it. Really just do it for yourself. Tell you honestly. the truth. Now, Reese couldn't wrap his mind around that. No, man, you got it. I'm like, I can't. Because Reese got a baby coming. I'm like, all right. You probably, you'll probably start to see it when, <laughs> when you. Yeah. If if it was true, okay, if it was true, then a black college graduate would make more money than a white dropout, right. a black male. We if all in the true, same range. Then a, black, then a black woman college graduate would make more money than a white man who has an associate's degree. Right. As of now, they make less. Right. And black women are the most educated per capita in this country. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And yet they make the same amount of money as an as a white man with an associate's degree. If mm-hmm. if that but we ain't even talked about room for advancement. We're just talking about right. dollars. <laughs> you know, black men with a college degree make as make as much money and then a high school dropout. If if just advancing was just showing that you're right. twice as good, then you then we'd be moving right along, wouldn't we? Yeah, you working yourself Doesn't to work. death, and and that's that. So that's why the am thing. I, I'm not gonna put that pressure on anybody? Right. Yeah, you uh-huh. working yourself hard, working yourself to death, not being appreciated, being undervalued uh, for a lot of things, and it's one of those things. But I know I am a product of that, and that's why it's something I can't turn off within myself. That's why when I do something, I'm going extra, going over, working hard, doing my, like that's kind of built into you and white people can be mediocre and be all right at it and make twice as much money as you do doing the, doing half the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also I, puts, like the said, onus, it puts the onus on the victim to right. overcome. You never hear white people say, be twice as good at centering blackness in your arguments right? because you have the instinct to center whiteness because it's just who you are. Mm-hmm. Be twice as good. Check yourself. You know, some some people say check your privileges. They don't really define what that means. But right. you see even people on the left, on the far left, who will mm-hmm. put the interests of their white selves ahead of black people and say, let's yeah. get ours and you'll get yours. So be twice as good at being tolerant or progressive or whatever the case may be, which means check yourself. But you don't hear that side saying you got to be twice as good to solve these problems. It's right. just like the Chelsea Handler thing. It's like I'm standing next to someone who's worse than me. So look at how bad they are. I'm doing yeah, pretty right. good. Look at my tweets. They're pretty good. And so you never you're once again making the victim uh, responsible for overcoming mm-hmm. their victimization by doing that. And right. over and over again, that fails, you know. Right. And there's no amount of work that can fix that. Right. And that's that's the thing. Is so that's when I say I'm evidentiary based, is I can just look at the evidence and see that that doesn't that's not happening. So there's no sense in me doing this. I'm not gonna do something that, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Then you just you're acting on faith. Then that I have faith that if I do this, that this is going to work. Well, show me where. Just show me where it's worked. Yeah, and then it, that can also be the that can also be a hindrance too because it can be. A lot of the times, the solution to shit is some shit that ain't never worked before. Yeah, you know well, that's, I mean? that's the that's the thing. It it can be, yeah, it can be, but in this case, for instance, with my daughter, in this case, yeah, obviously, yeah, it doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. So, well, you, not, well just the emotional impact. It, yeah, yeah, it's not even that that doesn't quote unquote work. That might work for some individuals. 
right. we all know some black person that mm-hmm. worked so hard that the motherfucker yeah. is they made it. But then I look at the cost and I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't cost well, it, I wouldn't want to put that on a child. Like, was mm-hmm. it worth it? <laughs> yeah. You got to work yourself to death. Shit, we yeah. we've seen cultures um, where because there's a cost to everything. Look at like an Asian culture where they have like the, the idea of the quote unquote tiger mom and yeah. the, the strict parents on the academia and all this stuff. And I, you know, my friends who are Asian that grew up like that will tell you like, yeah, it was no fucking joke. Like fun time. Nah, it's it's school time. Even extracurricular is is some is like a scheduled thing that you're supposed to do and excel in. Right. And then you look at the cost mentally when you talk to them and they're like, yeah, this is how they fucked. This is how it fucked me up. This is what what it made me paranoid about. This is the issues it gave me. So your kids going to have some issues no matter what, because life going to give them issues. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to dog pile on top of that. Right. Be like, That's my thinking. Yeah. Is I'm not going to put anything added on top of that. Right. And uh, I'm not going to deny my child something that white children get to get because she's black. And if you right. do that, then something, sudden, sudden, such is going to happen to you. I don't I don't do that. The big one to me is Santa. That was a big one for me mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of started it for me. And um, letting her get to be letting her get to be a kid, you know, right. white child gets to run around a store screaming and hollering because they're a kid. That's what children do. Right. <laughs> so you just rein them in a little bit, but that's what they do. Well, black child, your sister is telling the single because you're afraid that someone's going right. to come over here and get mad at Shit, black them children. The other day I told Karen before we went to the store, don't touch nothing. Yeah. Don't, don't try to, I looked at him like, who are you talking to? Because you're afraid of talking to nobody. Like, don't ask nobody for nothing. Yeah. I was looking at him like, oh, word. The, the reason behind that is I don't want somebody accusing you of something or something. Right. Well, let them accuse you and I'll take care of that. Right. <laughs> okay. Plus, is a different. I'm prepared plus, to go the whole 12 rounds. In all <laughs> so, fairness, it's a different. So, these white people are bitches. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, they, in all fairness, that yep. would have been something that literally yep. could have got yep. you lynched. Yeah, but you know, in sixty years like ago, dad, so they had a different to approach. To rounds, you know, huh? my dad back then, he didn't, he didn't believe in. Considering that mm. we come out of a military background, he didn't believe in a lot of a lot of you know, spin tie, toe that line, and what that. He didn't believe in a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. You just got to be a kid, you know. But he was ready. If somebody messed with his kids' boys. Pfft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, those people <laughs> like your daddy have always existed. Yeah, but there was a time when that meant your daddy was probably getting lynched. Yeah, well, you know, it, it like wasn't I, I necessarily told the story about my grandfather shooting a guy who came in the house. You know, my yeah, father has it, a, my father has a scar on his face from here to here where he was cut with a straight razor. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in a fight. You know, he doesn't. He's just that dude, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fault. By the way, I don't fault black people for that. I get no, it. no, no. You pulling the Joe Rogan right now? Okay, <laughs> I know what you're doing. My, your, your kids didn't die, so the rest of us are weak. The rest of y'all, fuck y'all. We're not strong enough. Oh, if you not, listen, if listen to me. Live, listen to me, Rod. Your father. I feel really bad if these kids die. <laughs> However. But however, don't be mad. He's just a comedian. Okay. Don't be I mean, mad. it was just you take a care little cut. <laughs> but yeah, so there was a time like these white people now it's like no, and I'm saying real. don't give them I mean, shit. That's that's that like, started the whole uh exodus leaving the south. Yep. You know. That, is don't give the, them uh, is my point. Is you this the ball one clip? Or is, is it I guess it's audio. You guys haven't heard the video, I haven't seen the video. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is it. 
but it's I think it's along these lines. The reason that black people are in the streets has to do with the lives they're forced to lead in this country. And they're forced to lead these lives by the indifference and the um, apathy and a certain kind of ignorance, a very willful ignorance on the part of their co-citizens. Everybody knows, no matter what they do not know, that they wouldn't like to be a black man in this country. They know that, and they shut their minds against the rest of it, all the implications of being a black father, or a black woman, or a black son. And all of the implications involved in a human being's endeavor to take care of his wife, to take care of his children, to raise his children to be men and women in the teeth of a structure which is built to deny that I can be a human being or that my child can be. The great question in the country has been all the years that I've been living here and I was born here 43 years ago, is what does a Negro want? And this question masks a terrible knowledge. I want exactly what you want. And you know what you want. I want to be left alone. I don't want any of the things that people accuse Negroes of wanting. And I don't hate you. I simply want to be able to raise my children in peace and arrive at my own maturity in my own way in peace. I don't want to be defined by you. I think that you and I might learn a great deal from each other. If you can overcome the curtain of my color, the curtain of my color is what you use to avoid facing the facts of our common history, the facts of American life. It is easy to call me a Negro or a nigger or a promising black man, but in fact, I'm a man like you. I want to live like you. This country is mine too. I paid as much for it as you. White means that you are European still. And black means that I'm African. And we both know, we've both been here too long. You can't go back to Ireland or Poland or England, and I can't go back to Africa. And we will live here together, or we'll die here together. And it's not I am telling you, time is telling you. You will listen or you will perish. Here's, oh, here's an interesting thing. Here's an interesting thing. Is, uh, by the way, that would be a great place to end. So I've been reading this book. It's Baldwin's last book. Actually, I've finished it. Uh, it's uh, No Name in the Street. No Name in the Street. This is the last, the last, I guess, essay or book that he wrote. He wrote it after that. So that book was written after, because before, that was before Martin Luther King was assassinated, Malcolm X was assassinated, Meg Evers were assassinated. Those three assassinations really changed the way he thought. What, what 
made me read that was was James. It was Eddie Glaude. His book is about this book. Basically, it's about this James Baldwin between the fire, the fire next time. Very optimistic, as optimistic as any black person can be to this book where optimism had pretty much left him. At that point, he's still, I seems like he was still optimistic. You know, like, he said he's 43 years old in that clip. Yeah, that was 67. I just did yeah. the math. 67, maybe 68. He had he turned. Was born in, he was born in 24. 67. August 2nd, 24. Yeah, 67. 67. So 68. Yeah. You know. So he was still like, listen, we can learn from each other. We can live together. But into this book, he was like, <laughs> disregard. You know, you don't kill. You don't kill the best of us. You know, basically that. Basically like that. You killed the dude that said that he wanted us all to live together. You killed him. You know, and he was the one who believed in you more than anybody else, Martin Luther King. And you killed him. <laughs> you know, you got Malcolm. You got him. You know. Um. It doesn't change. It, believe me, it doesn't change anything he was saying right there. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. It's just an interesting watching his progression through life. Well, yeah, I think even later in his life, the answer to what do you want? I just want to be left alone. I think that would still be the answer. Probably because he expatriated again back to France. Right. But it still just leads to I just want to live a simple, normal life without all the. While he was in France, he weight. was working on the movie that Raul Peck finished uh right i'm not your negro he was working on that but a book about the three of them about medgar evers martin luther king and he was working on a book about them and then he passed away you know and then uh raul peck made the movie behind it and by the way now rod's got me i'm like i've really got to see this movie that raul peck just did mm. <laughs> this this movie about the beast so and even there, even living overseas, right? He's still writing that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he never let it go. He never, mm -hmm. he never, let, he never let it go. And that's he's, what I would tell W. Kamau Bell: is you, know, you can never let was, it go. He was dedicated to this country. He never let it go, you know. But it was something he was grappling with his whole life. Yeah. You know, all the way up to the end when he died of stomach cancer, which I have to feel like the pressures he was living under probably contributed to the stomach cancer mm. and smoking. Yeah, well, but again, the pressures contributes to that. Well, yeah, I mean, that could be. He's it. a guy who liked to smoke. Thank God, Joe yeah, Biden banned menthol cigarettes. Right? Yeah. I think we can all agree that <laughs> we're gonna live forever now. You try to help us out. Yeah, get rid of them slim ass cigarettes. Now, is menthol like how much worse is menthol in a it's cigarette? Worse. Is it's, it? it's basically cigarettes, but with seasoning. Yeah, like yeah. you put some old bay on a yeah, cigarette because they said they targeted that towards black neighborhoods and shit like that. Like I guess the 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 idea is that black people want to crack. Black people want want to switch over to the salt and pepper to taste cigarettes that white people like. <laughs> I guess that's the like we'll never go like we'll go from Newports, but we'll never go to Marlboro. Yeah, we we'll go from Newports like to a, Virginia Slims, but we won't we won't do that other stuff. Like a like a pinch of menthol cigarettes, just a pinch. As just a, as a, a, just a, a just a salt like salt bays out there with Newport with mm -hmm. with, with, with it out there. <laughs> meant all on that shit. As, <laughs> as a smoker, the well, let's go um, outside. Let's go six thirty. The difference I, between um a a menthol and just a regular Marlboro Red Pack is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like there's like it's harsh on your throat. The menthol uh, is harsh. 
No, no, no. Like a, oh, a white man's. Okay. So, just Backing. a regular red pack Marlboro. Mm-hmm. I, I heard so, it, that says more addictive too. Because uh, the flavoring, because it's got that seasoning on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the I think MSNBC put up a um a uh, 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 actual graph that said that menthol cigarettes was targeted in the black community like eighty five percent, eighty five point three. Yeah. Like they do certain beers and alcohol. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got. We got to bring this one all. Commercial yeah, and I also don't even know what uh, what is menthol. They might know what menthol is. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? Is there a menthol tree? Is there a bush that makes menthol? Mm-hmm. It sounds oh, yeah. <laughs> Menthol tree. All right, guys, <laughs> listen. Good. We got to wrap up. Yeah, Randolph's got to get go. out of here. We got to. We got to get. We got to point me Menthol is an organic compound made synthetically or obtained from the oils of corn, mint, peppermint, oh, and Jesus. other mints. The fact it's that a, you said synthetically means that was a plan right there. We're gonna right. put this in it. It's a waxy crystalline substance, clear or white in color, which is solid at room temperature and melts slightly. I mean, is this to kill us? Is this what we really fighting for? To get menthol cigarettes? No. They're trying to kill us. Jane said, "Vicks vapor rub." Okay. All right. And I've I've been thinking about it, Randolph. I've came up with the answer. What's that? The Go reason ahead. why the reason why we can't stop fighting? Because we're getting jumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm it. not trying to die, so I got to fight. If I stop fighting, <laughs> I'm not gonna just ball up in the <laughs> in the ball and die. No, no offense to W Kamal Bell. Yeah, but be like we getting jumped, brother. Yeah, we really some like people. I'd like, like I, to hear him have that conversation with a group of black people. Yeah, yeah. Rather than Dino Badella. Is it like, just like a fight or flight conversation? Ultimately, I'd like to hear that. Ultimately, that's what was beautiful about when he talked to Larry because. Yeah. Larry would lovingly take him up to the line of his logic and then be like, nah, but I agree with you. But his logic did not hold. You know, this yeah. thing is like his logic holds. <laughs> yeah. Like Larry, like Larry would be like, um, that was one thing that it actually reminded me of you, Randolph. Um, when he said, uh, he said, well, you know, these riots. And he says, no, you mean uprising? Larry said, I don't have to use words of agreement. Yeah. Like, like you and I both know what the fuck I'm talking about. Talking Let's about. not turn this into semantics. Yeah, the riots. <laughs> like it could be. He said Martin Luther King I, said riot was. I heard, him say, I heard him say that. I was like, they're yeah. riots. Come out. Like, they're they're not uprisings. Yeah. Have we taken? That's okay. Like, have we politically correct out of out of what it's it okay. actually the power out of okay what it to was? Call them riots. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, you have reason to riot. It's fine. It's, that's exactly. It's fine. like don't try to politically correct me, bitch. We I'm saying what I said. It's fine. It's it right. deserved to be burnt down. Fuck them. <laughs> I thought that was I caught that. I was like, they're just riots, man. You yeah. don't gotta <laughs> you don't gotta change the words. <laughs> Try to make this shit nice. All right, y'all. Thanks, y'all, for coming in with us. We appreciate y'all as always. Carrie, I'm glad you made it to the spot. Look like you're driving home. <laughs> Happy with you. Carrie, send me your address, man. I'm, I'm buying you a mount so I can I'll write it off. <laughs> I'm going to write it off. I'm, I'm dead ass serious. Send me the, send me the yeah, address. I don't know if you can write off a mount for Carrie, though. Maybe, some, I don't know. Get some stuff from a mother. <laughs> Randolph, uh, I mean, Andy, don't try to turn him into the IRS. Come on, That's man. true. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> just, just y'all, I'll see, we'll see y'all next Saturday. Uh, you write off my last Thursday. comment. Y'all be safe out there. Uh, keep fighting. We keep all we fighting. got. <laughs> yep. Good keep job. Fighting. All right, so we're going to do the same order. Everybody remember it? Yes. I'm last. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at Mike. Here we go. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Morrow. I'm Ryan Morrow. And I'm Mike B. Hey, and we've been three guys on, and we are out. Stay in the fight. <laughs> <laughs>